Hello everybody and welcome to a brand new episode from Setting the Tone. Today is our The Raven Age special. Stick around because I'll tell you more about that special right after the intro. Hello everybody and welcome to today's episode. As I said back in the intro, today is The Raven Age special from Setting the Tone. It's one that I'm really excited to be bringing you. This is a band that over the last couple of years I've, I've only really kind of started to get to grips with um, and what I've heard I've been really, really impressed. I first saw them supporting Artlebridge, um, I think it was like 2018, 2019 and was like, wow, they're pretty cool. And it kind of fell off the radar for a little bit but they're firmly back on my radar and I am loving what I'm hearing um, from the upcoming album which is Blood Omen which is out on 7th of July. Um, like I said, today's the Raven Age special. So, coming up first is our track Serpent's Tongue from the Raven Age, which is taken from their upcoming album, which is out on the 7th of July called Serpent's Tongue. And then we've got a really, really cool interview with MJ and George from the Raven Age, where we'll be discussing all things Blood Omen um, and so much more. You don't want to miss that interview. Stick around because that's coming right after Serpent's Tongue. <laughs>
Hello everybody and welcome back. So that was Serpent's Tone, which is taken from the upcoming album, Blood Omen, which is out on 7th of July from the Raven Age. You know, what I really love about this particular track, and I'm hearing elements from two different bands. One of those bands was a band called uh, Rise to Remain, which unfortunately no longer around. Um, I, I'm, I'm kind of really heartbroken that no longer around, actually, because I thought they were pretty incredible and could have done very, very well for a very long period of time. But never mind, they're not around. And the other band that I'm hearing is, I'm hearing like Sprinkles of Bullets by Valentine. Um, you know, kind of just little elements, whether it be uh, guitar tones um, or groove uh, from, you know, in this track that those bands I've just mentioned had previously. Equally, the vocals are fantastic. It's kind of got like this kind of metal, but kind of uh, classic rock production feel to it, which is really, really cool. I love this track. I can't wait to hear the album. Blood Omens is coming out on the 7th of July released by Music for Nations. Right, coming up next is our interview with George and MJ from the band. Um, like I say, we, we're discussing a host of topics in this, will be from uh, Blood Omens uh, to uh, tour and successes. Stick around, it's a really, really cool interview. You don't want to miss it, here it comes. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode from Set and Tone. We present George and MJ from the band The Raven Age. Welcome George and MJ to Set and Tone. Thank you very much, thanks for having us. No, not a problem. Um, Let's get straight to it. I, what have you guys been up to since your last release? I see there is an album on the way. July the 7th sees the release of Blood Omen. <laughs> yeah, it's been, uh, yeah, we've been, we've been pretty damn busy the last, um, well, the last like six months or so, haven't we really? You know, we've been, since the last, well, the last release was Exile, which well, I can't even remember when that came out now, you, MJ? 2020? Is that right? Or, yeah. 2021 maybe i think maybe 21 yeah sorry 21 21 yeah that was like, a, like a, an, it was an interim album wasn't it so yeah we decided to, to uh do like the you know like an acoustic type kind of thing to sort of you know as like a stopgap and basically ever since then we've been working towards blood omen um and yeah sort of late last year we we um we hooked up with with music for nations and and the, the ball's just kind of been rolling ever since then. Yeah, we've um, released a couple of singles. We've got some singles to come out. The album's coming out in, in July seventh. We're about to go on tour. It's, uh, it's 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 manic, but it's good. It's yeah, to be busy. Uh, talk me through the the journey of the album in terms of how did the ideas come together and lyrical themes for for this release. Well, we um we kind of had like the concept of um of the album uh all the way back really in probably 2019 we knew we had to uh i mean that's when conspiracy came out um the, the second album and we uh 2019 was an absolutely mental year for us uh you know we did like three major tours in one year uh and the touring cycle of conspiracy was incredible but obviously down to the success that we got from it we were like you know, we had to start thinking about, you know, the next chapter. And um, usually at that period of time, you know, every year, every year and a bit maybe would be good to release uh, another album. So we were kind of already thinking that way. But then the pandemic hit and uh, the original plan was to release um, the third album in 2020. Uh, we had like some shows in America lined up, which we ended up getting sent home from because of the pandemic. And, you know, we, we basically tour but that became pretty apparent when we were back home and we basically learned the uh you know the the magnitude of, of what was happening around the world and 
for bands, it's just it was just financially impossible for us to have released uh, an album and not being able to tour it. So we thought, well, let's hold fire. Uh, we were even supposed to be going to America to record it, and obviously we couldn't do that, uh, and ended up uh, recording it in the UK. Um, and basically, even though it was a bit shit for most of the, the world, and especially the world of musicians, it gave us that time to really kind of uh, hone in on the songs and like, you know, like tweak and perfect them to the point where the album that we've ended up with would have been completely different had we, you know, released it back then. And I think in a way it's like become a blessing in disguise because it's allowed us to kind of like, in our humble opinion, you know, produce probably one of the strongest bodies of work we've done to date. And it all kind of centers around this theme of like the band name and what all the backstory of that means. And it kind of, you know, personifies the third album, which is, you know, quite a big milestone for us. You've, you've mentioned there about how far you've come and, you know, the, the cycle. I think one of the things that's really impressive with you, you yourselves is some of the bands that you supported and the festivals you played for a band that's been together, what, eight, nine years roughly, am I correct to say that? As a More or less, band? yeah. More or less, yeah. 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 Pretty much. You know, you've got the lights of Shine Down. I saw your support Art of Bridge when I was, you know, please say really, really impressed, really, really impressed seeing oh, an emerging band um, make such a big, you know, impact on a tour. Like that. And then obviously there's Iron Maid. The, the list goes on. It's it's incredibly impressive. It really is. And obviously you've got Download. So how have you kind of found kind of navigating your way through that success so early on? You know, a lot of bands, they're still kind of reaching for that kind of, success to some degree yeah it's been it's, it's a weird one i remember like i think the first band well, when we first signed to a booking agency back in like 20 early 2016 or no 2015 i think it was like the, the, the first like kind of big band we played i was like you know when you're in a small band you're just trying to get whatever gigs you can possibly get your hands on and you sort of do that like went through the motions of doing that you buy tickets up front and try and sell them yourself and all that sort of stuff and it's just a, like a scramble and then we got signed to booking agency kind of the story kind of changed a bit and i remember we got um we got three shows booked in with supporting mastodon i was just like what we're gonna fucking support mastodon i can't believe it and um they were like really significant shows for us and normally they were like all over the place i think one was in um I was in Milan and then we came back to play download and then we went back to Switzerland all within the space of about four days and like, and then home again. It was just the most crazy experience, but we were like, yeah, wow. We're, you know, we managed to get, get on, on some, you know, some proper shows like this. And, and then shortly after that, we, um, we, we did a similar sort of thing. We jumped on like three or four shows, um, with Gojira and part of their tour. And it was just kind of, you know, we're all in kind of in, in, in awe of it and these these bands that we, we look up to. But I guess that the more you do that, the more you sort of, I don't know, I guess professional as a band you get, even just you know, logistically and your equipment, you suss out how things work a bit a bit better. And um, just try, I don't know, I, I don't think there's any, like, any sort of real key to it other than just trying to sort of, be yourselves, try and put on the best show you can and try and, you know, just, just be, be decent guys to, to whoever you're working with. I think one of the things as well, uh, just to add on what George was saying is because we've been given, you know, because we've had the opportunity to play on these larger stages with these bigger bands, you kind of like, 
that's where your vision for your show kind of ends up going. Uh, and if it works with those bands, then you kind of start getting a bit of a reputation. That you can do those kind of shows. And the great position that we're in is, you know, if there's bands that are being put together for a bill to do a tour, when they're looking at, oh, well, this band can do it, but they cost this much. This band can do it, but they cost this much. We're one of those bands usually that when we go on some of these big tours, we uh, we can do those kind of shows, but we cost less than other people. <laughs> so <laughs> so it, kind of, uh, it kind of works to our favor because you kind of, you got to get the best of both worlds, but it's... Um, I think it's just we as George was saying like we've just had years of doing these bitty gigs but on bigger stages and now when it came to the point of doing like full-fledged tours like the Ultra Bridge tour and you know the uh uh the, the maiden stuff we were kind of not strangers to the bigger stage we kind of had done it a bit so it allowed us to kind of not look like first timers I don't know I don't know what the, the best way to describe it is but it just we feel like it works on those stages no that's fair i think i think you've hit the nail on the head in terms of george was saying about just being yourselves i think ultimately it's about and I'm, obviously you are being professional turning up and not dicking around and just wanting to get on was there anything that you you kind of took away from touring with these bands or even their crew in terms of setting up even like the simplest things of i don't know laying down an xll lead you know something as simple as that was there anything that you kind of took away that you probably might not have thought about before with the one thing that we've kind of always done to be as re respectful to the band that we're playing with uh, when it's not our tour effectively when it's their show we, you know the, the main thing is we want to make the cruise life as as easy and as pain-free as possible mm -hmm. uh, so they don't have to worry about it anything and because you know we like we want to be as organized as we can and we've done this a bit now so we try to you know be as efficient with our equipment getting on and off stage so the way we kind of consolidate everything is to you know to make it as efficient as possible and eventually you know that kind of word gets back to on high and then bands go oh well th these guys are cool because you know they're not prima donnas trying to screw up our show they're just doing their thing and getting off stage to so, so we can do our show effectively you know that's that's kind of what we i suppose pride ourselves on in a way because i said we don't want to uh, get in the way of other people's shows we just want to do our show to the best it can but also uh, let it be efficient for for the for the crews that we're working with and I think that's really important. Uh, just coming back to Blood Omen what have you guys done differently in terms of trying to almost like level up to make this this album you know the best you can you've mentioned about you as shit as the pandemic was for people it allowed you guys a little bit more time to perfect certain things and change certain things was there anything you did differently whether it be playing around with different guitar tones and he heads and cabs or different drum tones we yeah we we, we did kind of like i said we had, we had time to hone in on the songs like the songs is 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 the main part which we we always you know it's kind of leveled up a bit we had a bit we had more time to kind of write we had some more ideas and blah 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 and but because we had these this body of work and we were we were, you know we were happy with it and, and and kind of proud of the songs we had we did decide to sort of go a bit more in depth and on, on the recording process like stuff like guitar tones just using a few a few more effects and stuff, bits and bobs that we that we used to like trying out a few different more pedals here and there and just making sure we kind of you know there's no stone unturned with what we thought it needed it's like you know we'd mess around with 
simps and stuff like that. You know, we'd had a couple of went a bit crazy a few times. Me and MJ up in the stu- in the studio, just like a upstairs room with no windows, and you sitting there trying out tones all day. You can actually go insane, and we did that a couple of times. But um, <laughs> the main thing was um, was getting live strings on the album. That's something we'd always wanted to do, and this this you know the opportunity sort of came our way. We our, our drummer. Um, you it used to be be taught by Audrey Riley, who um, she arranges strings, and you know she she's done it for bands like Foo Fighters, Muse, and Coldplay, and all these all these huge bands. And you know she's 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 amazing. And and through that contact, we showed her the album, and and she she liked it. She's like, yeah, I'd, I'd like to work it on it with you guys. And so we went down that road. She she scored a load of strings for us, and. Um, and we got to go down to a studio in London and she got a quartet and, and they, they did it all live. And that was like a, that was a big level up for us because it's kind of something we've we've always kind of like hoped to have done, but just didn't really have the sort of means to do it. That's cool. When you're setting out, you know, the path, the map, so to speak, for your next album, how do you adjust your mindset? Do you kind of look at your previous stuff or anything left over and go, okay, that, that didn't quite fit there. So we'll take that and pull it here. Or do you go, no, write the site clean. It's, you know, it's a fresh, fresh canvas, fresh ideas. We're not going to carry anything over. I'm actually trying to remember if we had any songs from Conspiracy uh, or even ideas. I mean, I had a few, like, there, there is a song actually, uh, just uh, that I've had, for years and years, you know, a long, long time. And I, I put it forward and it's kind of in a different incarnation of what it, it's ended up becoming for this for, for this album, uh, for Conspiracy, sorry. And we kind of ha- already had like a ballady track. It's, it was a ballad song and we kind of had, had one of those tracks on it at the time. And I think in the way that it was back then, the other song, which was based on Launch of Thousand Shits, was probably a stronger song. So we ended up going with that on Conspiracy. But... I came back to George and I, this song had been passed on I mean, uh, <laughs> quite a few times over the years. And it was almost deemed to be on the scrap heap of almost songs, which mm-hmm. happens with artists all the time, you know, songs that never quite made it. I had a feeling about this song and I thought, no, nah, there's something about this that needs to be on this album. So I went back to the drawing board with it and I kind of took the essence of what it, I liked about it and just kind of tried to morph it a bit more for the Raven Age sound. And anyway, long story short, I ended up showing George again. I said, what do you reckon of the song now? And he was like, yes, love it. That's going on the album. And it kind of, it was a bit of a, you know, finally, because as I said, I had this song for years and it just kind of never quite made it. And eventually, you know, now, uh, given the time frame that we had as well, I just, it's, it's now officially on the album. So we're very happy. Well, I'm very happy with that. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, as a whole, I don't think we've really looked at like previous stuff and gone, okay, shall we do, you know, shall we do a similar song to this, or shall we change stuff? It's kind of all very much just come naturally, but it's naturally taken like a a sort of different step, if you know. What I mean, like a, like a natural evolution, I, I guess. Um, I don't really know how how to, to put my finger on it, but we just kind of, I don't know, I guess you mature and with that your sort of writing style matures as well i think i think you know i think people will be able to pick up on that on, on blood Island. that's cool is there a, a particular section or a song on the album that you, you just kind of go back and go i'm so bloody proud of that that's that's exactly where, what i wanted it 
encapsulates the album and it gives people the message where we're what we're trying to achieve. In the first time I heard the hook, the main hook in Serpent's Tongue, which is our single that's just recently come out, I remember going, that's going to be a banger. You know, sometimes you just know a song's going to be really, really cool. And I think that one for me, you know, was just the first time I heard it. I thought, yeah, that's going to be wicked. I'm excited to sing that one. Um, and obviously, as I said, the song, uh, The Journey, which is the song I was, it hasn't been, obviously, it hasn't been released yet. But that's one of the tracks on uh, on Blood Omen that I was talking about, the song that almost never made it. <laughs> that I'm very pleased has made it. And I'm really, that's the great thing about being in a band as well, because, you know, you write stuff in, in your, you know, in, in a room by yourself sometimes, and you, it comes out a certain way and you have a vision of what you think it's going to sound like. But then you bring it to the band and the band play it and everyone's got their own individual identity and style and it, and it transforms a song and you know in a way that you can never do by yourself that's what being in a band is all about and not being a solo guy you know and that's that was the great thing about some of these songs you know there, there's like ideas that the original person may have had but then when it comes to the table and the band plays it it takes on like a whole new life and you know that's that's kind of how a lot of these songs have, have ended up being on, on Blood Open. Um, something that I've been asking a lot of emerging bands this, and I think it might be good to get your perspective because you're a little bit further down the road than some of the boys and girls that are coming out at the moment. How have you found aligning yourself with the correct people in terms of making the right decisions? Because I think that's really pivotal that I don't think people fully understand that it, it's kind of who you, how you align yourself and how you do that in terms of what may give you that platform to success or a, a chance at success. How have you found doing that? I think something, you know, I've kind of always tried to, very much tried to sort of keep in mind is that like the more, the further along you, like you get in the industry, like the more sort of, the more like opinions and, and ideas like people sort of throw you away. So as I think you have to just like develop like a pretty good filter as to taking, you know, what's actually good advice and then what's actually not that you know not actually that good for the band or the band sound or something you need to kind of in a way just kind of if you know you've got like an idea of what your band want you want your band to be and to sound like you really need to kind of cling on to that in a way and not in like a um i don't know not in like a sort of narcissistic type of way just to make sure you know that you end up staying true to what you actually yeah, sound the, the integrity of the band doesn't get just exactly um but then again like once you, and, and when you find people that do kind of get what you're trying to go for like you know just sort of bite their hands off to try and to try and work with them because it's um you know it's, it's, it's quite obvious sometimes when you when you come across people who, who get the band and it's just like you know they're worth their weight in gold yeah i think we found that relationship especially with our new uh label um and it is so important because, you know, I've, you know, we've all been in this industry a, a bit of time now and it's not a big industry. Like it really isn't, you know, you step on the wrong toes, the message gets back quite quickly. It's a very small world. So, um, and everyone wants essentially to be, you know, it's the, the controller aspect. The, soon, the, the more of a commodity, I suppose, your, your band becomes, the more people want to protect that by uh, offering ideas and, trying to make it as big as they can from a commercial standpoint. 
And, you know, I get it, you know, money talks at the end of the day, but the whole point of the, the growth that the band had had is because of doing things a certain way. And like George said, we're not, it's not like we're closed to other people's ideas. It's just you've got to be very careful with what ideas you take on board because you take on the wrong thing and that identity, that thing that is, that's taken you this far uh, becomes tainted. And, you know, that's not what you want. You want to try and hold on to that, that original, I don't know, purity, I suppose. No, that's fair. You know, no disrespect, but no one wants like 20 Metallicas. It's great as Metallica are. Everyone wants something individual. Yeah. And and as you say, that integrity is really really crucial. Right? It's absolutely we don't fun. we don't conform to scenes at all. We've never done that. And you know, sometimes that's really good to get known quickly. If you fit within a category of a scene, the music industry love that. Because oh, we can put you on with these guys. We can do this kind of marketing. This is great. But once you're you kind of are not in a box like we are, you've got to work that bit harder. And you know, that's essentially what I think we've had to do. No, that's it. And, and as someone that as a listener, I know I know I appreciate you guys do as well. You buy my albums and listen. I absolutely despise when the industry, and I get why, but I hate when people are put into categories yeah, and people are told lot <laughs> lot you should like this because they sound like so and so. It's like just let everyone listen to what they want and if they like it, they dig it. If they don't, they don't move on. It's just I guess it's just one of those things that happens, unfortunately. But that's cool. Um, where do you guys pull inspirations from outside of music? What do you get up to when you're not being the Raven Age. Not much at the moment. <laughs> yeah. It takes up 100% of our time. It really does. No. Um, to the uh, distaste of our wives and girlfriends. Oh, exactly. I mean, I guess, like, yeah, for us at the moment, it, like, especially at the moment, it is like, you know, everyone says, oh, it's manic, but it is absolutely manic. So outside of the Raven Age, you're just kind of looking for kind of, at the moment, it's like downtime okay. sort of children try and you know like to try and get out keep keep fit like play play football play like some sports and stuff like that um other than that <laughs> it's literally yeah. just banned it's one of them things it's like you know it's essentially like a startup business and you have to think of absolutely everything there's like you know we haven't got like a, a boss to report to or anything like that so it's like I don't, me and MJ will have this conversation quite a lot like even once we've taken a bit of a break or a breather from the studio or whatever it might be just mine is just mine is just constantly thinking about the band and you know yeah. whatever it might be merch and artwork and tour and this and that and ideas and social media stuff and blah 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 you know what I mean it's, I, I, anyway I, I find it pretty hard to switch off from it which is um, you know it can be uh, blessing in it first <laughs> <laughs> when I guess when you do yeah. get that five ten minutes, whatever it may be, to do recreational activities or inspiration, do you take those and pull them into your music? Is that is that a form of inspiration that you can use to write, or do you not kind of think like that? Um, good question. Um, well, I think recreationally, I the stuff that, like George said, because we the Raven Age is what we do a good 90% of the time, even when it is a manic, you know, whereas it's always there or thereabout. So, you know, I do, when I take downtime, I do things like, you know, we, we all have our sport, um, you know, like I do a lot of running and, and stuff like that. And that's a good mind clearer. It's like a form of meditation in a way, because when you need to switch off, stuff like that is good. You know, I love, we all, well, most of us love football. 
so that's that's always good you know just watching something and taking your mind off it um uh, i mean i i try to read a lot as well um but usually when it comes to songwriting um i never go into a song with a you know a goal in mind or i want to do something about this it's kind of like the way i can describe it and i know it, it doesn't really make sense it's kind of like i think it was john lennon or paul mccartney one of the beatles that said when they 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 kind of it's like unraveling a ball of yarn or something and it's like you pull up you're pulling it a thread and you just kind of keep pulling it to see where it goes and you know you you take the ideas kind of come from somewhere and there's there's no kind of I'm sure you know there's something lurking in the back of the head to where that idea came from but even narratives sometimes a narrative will just jump out and you go well I don't know where that came from but it's there and that sounds cool so I'm just going to go with that and it's kind of just it almost feels like sometimes that you don't have much control you just feel like oh this is happening I'm going to go with see where it takes me and sometimes it takes you to a dead end and other times it takes you to you know what turns out to be a cool song um and where the inspiration comes from that I've got no idea I'm sure there's loads of people asking themselves the same thing <laughs> all over the place um What's next for yourselves? Also, we've got the album Blood Omen coming out on the 7th of July. Um, you both mentioned that at the moment, everything's manic, whether it be planning social media, merch, production for the tour. Um, I guess that is the main thing. So obviously the album release and the tour. Is there anything other, other going on that people can look forward to? Well, we've got the... Yeah, I mean, yeah, more, more touring gets like, our, our, you know, we've announced our, our, you know, we're going to be away in the summer for for best part of three months um, doing, you know, we're, we're going to be on tour some of the maiden shows we've got like some you know some of the really cool sort of metal festivals in europe and um and then we get back we've got like i think we're probably gonna go likely to go straight in the studio but then we're um we've announced our headline tour in october and november end of this year which we're we're really looking forward to because we we did a headline tour um end of last year 2021 was uh, end of 21 yeah but it was a bit strange time still it was like restrictions and it was right on top of christmas so people like we we crossed into that window of like oh if you catch covid now you can't see your family at christmas and stuff so it was a bit like it's a strange time so our last like full proper headline tour was a conspiracy one in early 2019 which is brilliant so we're really looking forward to you know to, to getting back out there and, and, and doing that basically um, just some quick fire questions to close out our time together. Um, who would you like to share a cold drink with and why? The person or persons could be dead or alive. My, mine's a bit left field. So musically speaking, you know, I'd love to, one of my idols is, a couple of my idols, I, I, Steve Tyler, Dave Coverdale from, from White State, you know, Robert Plant, Zeppelin, like a drink with, you know, some of my favourite singers would be, amazing and just because you know they're huge inspirations on what i do uh that would be an unbelievable thing but also um i'd love to have a drink with like someone like albert einstein or or erin <laughs> schrodinger or someone like that and just be like so the world right now is it is it turned out how you thought it would and uh how disappointed are you you know, <laughs> just, you know, something like that. I think it'd be great fun. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Nice balance there. Uh, what about you? What about yourself, George? Um, 
I was just trying to wrap my brains as to think who, who you know, musically who I'd like to, to have a beer with. Um, I think I was thinking, I was thinking probably, probably Chester Bennington would have been a really, really cool one. He's, uh, you know, massively into, into Linkin Park, like growing up as kids and, uh, mm-hmm. Well, it's such a shame he's he's not around anymore. So I think that'd be that'd be a cool one. Yeah, definitely. I'd like to say thank you, thank you for my teenage years. Um, for yeah, exactly. Out, thank you for putting out two banners back to back. Debut in the follow up, amazing. That's cool. Um, what sort of like fa- film franchise do you guys get into? Are you Star Wars, Marvel, or DC kind of guys? Um, I'm into kind of all of it, really. I mean, I mean, I'm mega, yeah. <laughs> mega Star Wars. Um. Uh, huge, uh, yeah, hugely, yeah. I was, I, I really like the uh, the, the Marvel stuff. Uh, DC, not so much. I don't feel like they've done much since nothing that I've really enjoyed since the Christopher Nolan stuff with Christian Bale. I haven't really gotten into the any of the, the other stuff. Um, but yeah, anything a little bit nerdy like that, I love it. <laughs> That's cool, nice, nice distraction, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. I like just like an like an like I like an epic or anything kind of fantasy based basically. Massive like Lord of the Rings fan stuff like that. Uh, and the last one for me, this one's a little bit soppy, but I, I'm liking to ask it lately. What makes music um, so special for you individually? Um, well, I don't see, yeah, uh, music for me is something you know. It's it's it is genuinely without sounding like like a throwaway line. It is my entire life it's the, th- the first thing i think about in the morning it's the last thing i think about when i go to bed you know it's just constant you know uh it's like, it's like i don't get people that don't that say they don't listen to music to me that's like i say oh yeah i don't don't fancy breathing you know or yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, that's, that's, that doesn't doesn't make sense to me at all it's literally it's my entire kind of like reason for being in, in, in a way as I said, without sounding dramatic <laughs> yeah no exactly exactly the same really uh, i think what what the hell what the hell would i be be doing if i if i didn't have music like i, I just you know not really feel like i'm not really good at anything else <laughs> you know it's not just very good uh, music no no I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just ing- ingrained in me i think you know um yeah i can't, can't really switch off from it that's cool. Uh, guys, massively thank you for your time today. I wish you all the best with obviously the, the tours and the album Blood Omen when it comes out on the 7th of July. Um, everyone go and check it out. It's still a few months away, but soon be here, right? Yeah, it'll come around quick. Pick it up now. De- definitely get those pre-orders in, digitally yeah. and physically. <laughs> awesome. No, I appreciate your time, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you, you. Thanks for having us. Thanks a lot for having us. Thank no you. worries. All this. A massive shout out to George and MJ from the Raven Edge for their time. I can't thank them enough. I wish those two boys and the rest of the band, you know, the label and the PR, everyone that's involved, all the very best with the album when it comes out on the 7th of July. Still got a little bit of time, you know. We're only at the back end of May, so there's still a little bit of time on that. So please keep an eye out for the album and updates, whether it be single updates, videos, social posts. Um, Equally, you know, keep an eye on those tour dates as well that the lads are got a lot of um a lot of touring in 2023 you know over the summer and then the back end of the year thank you very much for tuning to today's episode i can't thank you enough until the next time bye bye for now and i'll catch you on another episode